your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max, a deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. And now your host for the evening, here's Sandy Max. Good evening. Happy Cyber Monday if you are listening while you are shopping for discounts. Uh, Welcome to this brand new show. You're going to hear and experience culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. And tonight, I want to know if you're in on Giving Tuesday. I hear a lot of people talking about it. I'm not so sure a lot of people are participating in it. And where are the best holiday lights displays? But first, I want to introduce you to a very cool dude who you can see in Milwaukee with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. A quick background on TSO. The band was founded back in the 90s by a composer, a lyricist, and a producer named Paul O'Neill. If you ever heard of the band Sabotage, they're a metal band back in the 90s. He produced that band, and then Paul O'Neill evolved artistically with a vision, quote, to create a progressive rock band that would push boundaries farther than any group before. Well, now that band evolved into what we now know as Trans-Siberian Orchestra. 10 million albums sold. They play live every single year. They've played over 15 million people. I think it's more than that. But they have inspired generations of fans to really enjoy kind of what's a rock opera experience, complete with columns of flame and lasers. It's it's very impressive. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. TSO is back in Milwaukee, as they are every year at Christmas time. They're going to be performing December 27th at Pfizer Forum. And please welcome to What's on Tap. He is the guitarist, an original member, and the musical director, Al Petrelli. How are you doing, Al? Well, first and foremost, I'm on the right side of the dirt, so that's always a good way to start the day. That's the right attitude. I just turned 61 years old last month, and my daughter's are in school and they're having a great time and they're being wonderful. My sons are doing great. My wife is having a great day. And now I'm on the phone with you talking about one of my favorite things ever, which is this band getting back to work. So, ah, Al, embrace it life. Thank you so much for making time. It's good to hear your voice and I'm glad we're talking again. And, uh, uh Milwaukee, here we come. <laughs> yes, you're going to be here Wednesday, December 27th, back at Pfizer Forum. Two shows, 3 o'clock and 7.30, and this has really become a tradition for so many Wisconsin music fans and families to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra every year. And for us as well. How does it make you feel to be back in Milwaukee? Well, first thing I'm going to do is go to U-Singers and stock up. I remember this. What's your first time you went to U-Singers, and why do you keep coming back? You know, uh, we carry our own catering company. Chef Mark is the guy who runs the caterers, and he's been with me for about 21 years now, I think. And I remember getting into Milwaukee and going to dinner, and I was just like, where did you get this? Because these are crazy good. (laughs) And he told me, so me being kind of like a food nerd, you know, I was like, I, I got to get me some of them. And I even have them shipped to my house. So when I'm not in your beautiful community, I'm thinking I'm in your beautiful community every Sunday. That is high praise because I get the impression that you just said you're a food nerd. So you got some high standards. You know what? I just love good food, you know, and it's a family business. It's like, you know, when I get to Chicago, Umolani's Pizza. I mean, I got these little spots all over the country that I just absolutely adore because these are people that dedicated their lives and their families to creating something that, I don't know, makes me happy. Not too different than Paul O'Neill and his family creating something that's making so many other people happy, you know. And you just said about tradition. 
You know, that's an incredible compliment. Thank you for saying so. But what an incredible responsibility, too, to know that, like, families, you know, I've heard a thousand times, I've probably mentioned this to you in the past, that people say, hey, man, it's not the holidays till we come see a show. Or, uh, you know, we play your music in our homes from Thanksgiving to New Year's. I didn't see this on the radar 28 years ago. That is truly a real compliment that the holiday season isn't the holiday season for families until they hear your music. Yeah. When I was a kid, it was Bing Crosby or Nat King Cole or whomever. You know, these are the songs that got played on the radio or played through the TV or whatever that, you know, oh, it's the holidays, you know, or watching Charlie Brown's Christmas or Rudolph with Burl Ives. There's certain things that just make you go, yeah, it's holiday season. I feel comfortable with that. And it's um, familiar to me. Music is a part of all of those traditions. And I love that. You know, you got the classic, like you said, Bing Crosby, Nat King Cole, some simple piano music, a little bit of orchestration. And then here comes Trans-Siberian Orchestra. (laughs) And there goes the neighborhood. (laughs) You are rocking people's holidays. If anyone listening right now has never seen Trans-Siberian Orchestra, you are missing out on a true spectacular experience not just musically but for all the senses for god i love talking to you this is fun (laughs) but it's true don't you i mean you know that i mean you and paul o'neill didn't just say uh we can just go out there and play some great energizing meaningful music this is a group of virtuoso musicians and singers on stage but then the visuals. Tell me about mm-hmm. the crew that comes along and sets up screens and sets up columns of flame and cranes that take musicians yeah. way up into the rafters, up in the what we like to call the nosebleed seats. What is this team effort? How are you preparing? We work on this year-round. We'll finish up the day before New Year's Eve. It's by the second week of January, we're all back having meetings, okay? It's like a Super Bowl team winning last year. Awesome. Great job, guys. You got to do it all over again now. You know, <laughs> and you got to stay conditioned. Yeah, all year long. If you go back to our first bunch of shows in 1999, we had one 24 foot box truck, two buses, and a fog machine. Probably four guys on the crew. <laughs> you know? And we thought we were cool then. You know? It was like, ah, this is fun. And you fast forward to last year 21 tractor trails, 12 buses, about 100 people on the crew. And a lot more fog machines. You know? <laughs> and so lasers. it's grown up. Like, you know, I always compare it to like one of my children, one of your children, whoever, somebody's child. From infancy to young adulthood has been a long run, you know, but it's constant nurturing, constant care, constant attention. You know? And Paul O'Neill, from day one, everything went back into the show. He's like, I want to make next year even bigger. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to. You know, he grew up in New York City going to Madison Square Garden to see bands like, you know, Pink Floyd and The Who and Kiss and Aerosmith and Zeppelin. You know, and when bands came to New York, they added more production because that was usually where the record companies were or whatever, you know, so they wanted to do a bigger show. So Paul said, if we ever get to that level, I'm going to make the biggest rock show on the planet. I'm like, count me in, brother. (laughs) Fog it, light it, blow it up. That's what Paul's, you know, battle cry was. And it's fun, but it, it didn't happen overnight. This has been a long time and we have our eye on it year round constantly talking about, you know, what music can we play that we haven't played in a couple decades or our department heads of management team and the O'Neill family side, you know, what can we do that's even more over the top visually, like you had said, you know, for, for two hours and 15 minutes, I want the people in that audience to forget about what's going on outside that building. I just want them to get caught up in what they're hearing and seeing and feeling because of Paul's story. So what should we expect on stage this year that might be different from previous years. We're bringing out some songs we haven't played in probably 20 years. 
Well, the, the familiar portion of the show will be the Ghost of Christmas Eve, which has become a lot of people's holiday tradition. You know, like when I was a kid with Charlie Brown. All right. <laughs> but there are you know, the people I affectionately refer to as the repeat offenders come back year after year. I know that they want the familiar comfy part of the show. But I enjoy putting them back on the heels and surprising them musically as well. Al Petrelli, he's an impressive guitarist and one of the original members and now music director of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. More behind-the-scenes stories with Al next on What's on Tap on WTMJ. That's the classic kind of Christmas music, but... Pfizer Forum, December 27th, is going to light up with the solid sounds of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, a massive onstage spectacular that is a holiday tradition here in Milwaukee for a lot of families. TSO has been coming to Milwaukee over 20 years. And Al Petrelli joining us. He has been with the band since the beginning. Now, he's an original member and guitarist and is now the music director. And Al, you bring the spectacle along with the musicians and singers on stage Lasers, flames, video screens, but there is a story being told, not just a concert. How do you describe the dynamic of a Trans-Siberian Orchestra show? I always tell people, it's like, if you get into a a Bugatti or some supercar, whatever it is, and you jump on it, and you're doing like zero to 60 in half a second, that's awesome. But after driving around at 150 miles an hour for a couple minutes, it's like, yeah, what's next? You know, (laughs) it's the dynamic that really makes the bombastic part seem more bombastic. And the more intimate moments seem more intimate. You know, it's constantly this roller coaster visually and sonically. You know, it's been an incredible journey, and I'm really excited to present the story again, but with all new production this year. This is going to be fun. Oh, I'm so glad that you embrace the fun of it. And I'm also so glad that you're a generous band. One of my favorite things about Trans-Siberian Orchestra is not just the joy that happens for two and a half hours inside the stadium. It is that you make a positive difference in Milwaukee every year and in every city you visit. Can you explain the concept that Paul O'Neill started of donating at least a portion of the ticket price to the local community? Well, listen, that's who Paul is. You know, his wife is the same. His daughter is the same. The O'Neill family, very generous, caring people who want to make a difference on the planet. I first started, you know, kick around New York with Paul decades ago. And every time I turn around, like clockwork, we'd be talking, walking up whatever street we're walking up. And I look over my shoulder and he's gone. You know, he's a half a block behind me handing somebody on the street a $5 bill or $10 bill, whatever it is. And I remember looking at him going, what's up with that? He goes, look, the $10 isn't going to change my life, but it may change this person's day. And if I could do that, maybe they'll have a chance at a better tomorrow. You know, and he would walk away, just a random act of kindness, complete stranger. And when we started touring in 99, he said, no matter what, I want $1 from every ticket we ever sell to go back into the community. First and foremost, there's people who need it. So every ticket from 1999 until we get through this tour and subsequent tours, you know, we'll always go back into the community because also you guys put us on the map. Now, a dollar doesn't sound like a lot of money. But I think somebody told me that we've sold about 18 million tickets so far. Wow. Yeah, it's a big chunk of change. And he left us with this incredible body of, of work and his music and his stories that people hang on to. And it does make a difference with them. That's wonderful. We will see you here in Milwaukee Wednesday, December 27th at Pfizer Forum. Two shows, 3 o'clock and 7.30. So that's going to be just a couple days after Christmas. So Mm -hmm. you know that TSO is a huge tradition for Wisconsin families. 
What do you do for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day? The last couple of years, we've been following pretty strict protocols, like living in a bubble. <laughs> so this will be the first year in, in I guess, four years that uh, Nicole and the girls will come spend Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with me. I think we'll be in Indianapolis. And especially my daughter, Layla, who's just seven years old, she hasn't seen a show since she was three. So she really has absolutely zero comprehension of what daddy does for a living other than sing head and shoulders, knees and toes all day. <laughs> <laughs> so she's That's a like, yeah, daddy, I'm coming to your show, but I don't really know what it's like. And, and my older daughter, Olivia, is like, you have no idea. So it's going to be a lot of fun for me. What uh, is a fun tradition that you remember from being a kid? I don't know if I call it a fun tradition, but one thing that I do recall is that for whatever the reason, in my house, on the TV, they would always find the Godfather. Oh, <laughs> at Christmas time. At Christmas time. Italian Long Island, go figure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, now what's become my tradition is just celebrating Christmas sometimes twice a day in so many wonderful communities around the country. Yeah, every time those house lights go down, it doesn't matter if it's November 15th, December 15th. It may be my 50th show, but it's your first show. And when, as soon as those house lights go down, the curtain comes up, it's Christmas. What a fantastic energy that you bring, and I love that TSO still energizes you for the holidays. Al Petrelli, music director and guitarist for Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Al, may Santa bring you sausages from Usingers in your stocking, and uh, I'll tell him to He's stock so up. He's so better. Oh, <laughs> life is so much better with those. Thank you. I'll tell him to stock up before your uh, visit on December 27th. Yes, ma'am. And listen, I've always enjoyed our conversations. Today is no exception, so thank you so much for your time. Oh, what a pleasure. Take good care, Al. All right, you too. Stay safe, honey. Oh, it's going to be great to have him and the rest of Trans-Siberian Orchestra back in town. A Corleone Christmas for the Petrelli family sounds interesting. December 27th, circle that date. Pfizer Forum, a couple of shows, a matinee show, and then a 7 o'clock an evening show. Up closer, way up high, you will have an impressive experience. This is a sample of what Trans-Siberian Orchestra sounds like. Wizards of Winter. You can hear that dynamic of piano and guitar. It's a, it's a great time. And Al was talking about... How giving Paul O'Neill, the founder of TSO, was. O'Neill being the founder and what a legacy Paul O'Neill left with dedicating $1 from every ticket sold to local charities. Here in Milwaukee, it's usually a, a food pantry. I bring up this point because tomorrow is known as Giving Tuesday. You're probably getting texts, emails, maybe even letters in the mail from your favorite charities. But donations are down. Will you be giving? Why or why not? Uh, that is the question for you. If you want to join me in a quick conversation on the Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Or maybe you are part of an organization that is asking for donations for Giving Tuesday. But will you be part of Giving Tuesday? Join the conversation in your perspective. 855-616-1620. We'll discuss that next on WTMJ. You better not pop Good Monday evening, Cyber Monday evening. So if you're listening while you're spending some money, could you balance that out a little bit tomorrow and give some money? Tomorrow is Giving Tuesday. If you want more information about the movement, it's a worldwide movement, givingtuesday.org. It's not just about money. You can volunteer time, maybe pay something forward, but it's a day to be charitable. But I was asking around here and... I'm asking you as well. The Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Are you going to be in on Giving Tuesday? Will you be donating 
Maybe you're an organization that's asking for donations. Just how important is Giving Tuesday? Because there have been a lot of studies. I've seen at least two this past year, and I'm looking at one right now from June of 2023 by Axios, that the total amount of charitable giving fell by 3.4% last year. And when you adjust that for inflation, that's a 10.5% decrease in people giving to their favorite charities. And I know some people also think, well, I give throughout the year, so do I really need to do it for Giving Tuesday? I don't know who it's for, but if you feel inspired, I would say every little bit counts. Because I feel like we're in a world where if everybody did a little, it would make a big difference instead of expecting a few people to do a whole lot. But here at WTMJ, we are going to be involved. It is Giving Tuesday, and we're doing what we can to help some local organizations in their effort to improve the lives of those they are helping. Uh, Wisconsin's Morning News is going to be part of helping raise money for Penfield Children's Community Center and all the services they provide, including their behavior clinic, early education services, their special care nursery, and more. So you'll be hearing Wisconsin's Morning News and WTMJ now talking about Penfield Children's Community Center because maybe you aren't aware of all the good things that they do. And also... Tomorrow, Jeff Wagner and Wisconsin's Afternoon News are helping Capco's Kids to Kids Toy Drive. You know that's something WTMJ gets behind every year and uh, to make children more children more special. Christmas more special for children uh, by donating a toy or uh, just a little bit of cash. You can make a difference tomorrow on Giving Tuesday. And uh, here's something else I'm curious about. On the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620, where are the coolest Holiday lights this year. Are they in your neighborhood? Is it your own house? Maybe. Or is it uh, a place that you go annually? Maybe load up the car with the kids and go check it out. Taking your suggestions, and I'll be providing you with a few, on where the coolest holiday lights are around in Wisconsin. The Old National Bank Talk and Text Line is open. 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. Friend, now from the WTMJ Breaking News Center, here's Wyatt Barmore Pooley. Thank you for tuning in to this new show, What's on Tap on WTMJ. I am Sandy Max. Uh, happy to get you to experience culture and creativity from Wisconsin and around the world. And make no mistake, with snow on the ground and Thanksgiving leftovers nearly finished, it is now the holiday season. Some of you listening while you're Cyber Monday shopping, where can you see tons of twinkling lights near you? That is the question. 855-616-1620. Curious to know Is there a spectacular display in your neighborhood or in your city? 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. And starting with downtown Milwaukee, I got a chance to chat with Milwaukee Downtown Bid 21 CEO Beth Wierick just before the Downtown Holiday Lights Festival kickoff. And the festival goes all the way through December and you can enjoy all that is merry and bright in comfort. Here's a bit of that chat. You can either drive around to all the different parks that have different themes, which I want to hear about the themes in the parks. You can also take the Jingle Bus and leave the driving to someone else and enjoy the tour. Yes, I love the Jingle Bus. And like life, the Jingle Bus has had many iterations. And, you know, (laughs) we now utilize technology, which I think has been wondrous because the Jingle Bus, which is a 40-minute narrated tour that runs Thursdays through Sundays, through December 30th, you can now in advance go online, just go to MilwaukeeHolidayLights.com and you can book your tickets in advance. It used to be first come, first served, and you'd 
have to stand in line for sometimes over an hour, and then when the Jingle Bus was sold out, you would go home sad. Well, now, given the gift of technology, we do ticket sales in advance. Um, the, the location where you can catch the Jingle Bus is the Courtyard by Marriott, which is within the complex of the 3rd Street Market Hall. So you can go to the 3rd Street Market Hall, play a little shuffleboard with the kids, <laughs> or connect for, grab some burgers from Dairyland, and then step on your Jingle Bus for it's a 40-minute narrated tour. $5 a person, $3 parking, sponsored by Interstate Parking, which we're so grateful for. So what a great, fun family evening, very affordably priced. And it's that nice Coach USA bus. It is, with the restroom on board. And Big and comfy. Carols and <laughs> yes, we'll have activity guides for the kids and blinky necklaces for the kids and candy canes for everybody. It'll be an amazing and festive environment. And so the Holiday Lights Festival includes three different parks. Cathedral Square Park right. and the Community Spirit. What's the theme for Pear Marquette Park? So Pear Marquette Park this year is, and I feel so badly because I do not speak Spanish, it is Felices Fiestas, which means happy holidays. Felices Fiestas. And I'm so excited about it because we work with Sandra Dempsey, and she does a phenomenal job of helping us to connect to our Latina community. And we just really want to give a nod to our Latina community and welcome them into the holiday season. And then we have Zeidler Union Square. With the little gazebo. Yes, we (laughs) love it. We love it. We love it. And Zeidler Union Square is Santa's celebration square powered by Energies, And that is a great park because it has Santa's larger-than-life chair, the larger-than-life fireplace. It's got Santa's sleigh and reindeer. And these are all interactive. You can sit on them. You can sit in the sleigh. You can sit within the large ornament. And it is a great, great location for family and friend photos and I was Instagrammable just say, moments. That's what I was yes. saying. Instagrammable, TikTokable, yes. all yes. these making those memories together and capturing those memories. Absolutely. You know you have... Th- Thousands of sparkling lights awaiting you in downtown Milwaukee now. Thanks to Beth Wirick of Milwaukee Downtown Bid 21. She has been an enthusiast lighting up the city for years now. But now, where else can you get in the holiday spirit around Wisconsin? Is it in your own neighborhood? Is it a place that transforms into a winter wonderland at this time every year that you just have to go or it just isn't Christmas for you? I welcome your suggestions and share it with the fans who are listening I'm telling you, if it's your house, I'm interested because I know people go all out with lots and lots of lights and synchronize them to music. I'm curious. I welcome your suggestions. The old National Bank talk and text line is open 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. And don't worry, I have some suggestions as well, everywhere from Madison to Sheboygan to right here in Milwaukee to see those sparkling lights. But I want to know your suggestion. Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Where those holiday lights are sparkling next on WTMJ. And what's on tap is uh, putting a finger on the pulse of bright lights. Now you've seen a lot in your own neighborhood, including those inflatables, I'm sure. Where are the best twinkly lights? Where do you live? Is it in your neighborhood? Is it somewhere like Burner Botanical Garden or the zoo or in West Bend, Enchantment in the Park? A text and talk line is open. The Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Because I can put put together my own handy list and I'll share some of my discoveries. But I'm sure if you grew up here, you have some inspirations. Uh, James on the south side, where are your favorite sparkly lights? Well, one of my friends says uh, Candy Cane Lane uh, 
down West Dallas is, does one for every uh, does a big one for every year. But you know what? They could you guys could bring that to Candy Cane Lane to to, to just think New Berlin, Brookfield, uh, Mequon. That's why I'm thinking the there have to be some other neighborhoods that m- maybe aren't as established as Candy Cane Lane. I mean, West Dallas, that's but, but an annual tradition cut and raises Sandy. good food Sandy. for many charities. Pardon, James? Even Cudahy, South Milwaukee, St. Francis, and all over the place. You guys could bring Candy Cane Lane that way, too. All what, over I, the... Well, it's not its not me doing Candy Cane Lane. You it's neighborhoods no, 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 who get together to do it. I would light the whole the, city the up, James, if I could. Too, you know? Come on. James, I, I'm not sure if you are you. You sound kind of fired up. I don't organize the Candy Cane Lane. <laughs> Oh, we lost James, but it was like, I, I was just asking. I thought maybe he was part of it. Tommy, Tommy Wartz, producer Tommy, you have a favorite place to go. We were just talking off the air. Uh, yeah, we were talking about it. I've done the, I believe you said it was called Country Christmas at the Ingleside Hotel in, in Pewaukee. A million lights yeah. over 40 wooded acres. Super nice, super nice. I did it a few years back. It might have been you know, the year after, before 2020, and uh it's super cool. Yeah, you stay in the car, you drive around, you have like the light tunnels and whatnot that go all around you. So it's a super cool experience. It's the old Country Springs Hotel. Yeah, if people don't know the Ingleside, you give it a thumbs up, which I'm glad to hear that because Vince Vitrano and I were talking a little bit earlier today, and he was concerned, like, okay, of all the holiday lights displays, like, which one's a bust? And he wants somebody to go through and like rank all the holiday lights. That would be a very extensive tour, but it would be a fun tour. But it sounds like. It's the Tommy Thumbs Up on the Pewaukee Country Christmas Light Show. Fun to do with family and friends. And cozy in the car, listening to the Christmas music. Uh, If you like that sort of drive-through, then you've got plenty to choose from. Janesville has a holiday light show at Rotary Botanical Gardens. 750,000 lights there. Sheboygan and Evergreen Park making spirits bright. Not only do you get the lights, but you also get Santa's mailbox if uh, a little one in your life wants to drop a letter to Santa. In Madison, I hear good things about this holiday fantasy in lights that includes displays that celebrate Wisconsin culture. So you can see a Bucky Badger all lit up and some Packers displays. That's in Madison at Olin Turville Park. Manitowoc has the lights in Lincoln Park. Speaking of Green Bay, I've got to think there's some green and gold lights in the WPS Garden of Lights at the Green Bay Botanical Garden. And in La Crosse, Rotary Holiday Lights in Riverside Park, a 140-foot Christmas tree, 3 million lights, and ice skating. So it sounds like lacrosse really knows how to light it up. Let's go to Mabel in Oak Creek. Where are you seeing the holiday lights, Mabel? Well, a little bit here and there and everywhere, but there's a gentleman that does this for Halloween and Christmas. However, he's taking the year off, but he's still doing the laser light show outside, just no music because he had some um, uh, back surgery. But anyway, it's in South Milwaukee on the corner of Edgewood and Harmony, and um, even without the music, and he gets cars lined up like an hour in advance, and it's only like a 20-minute show because he doesn't want to offend his neighbors because people will literally sit in the street and you can't see him. And, um, I mean, he does a great job with music going to the to the laser lights. And then uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones off the top of my head, but if you Google any of the Facebook pages with various town hall sites, Cudahy, South Milwaukee, um, I don't think we've got much in Oak Creek, so you'll have to get on Scafidi's butt about that. <laughs>
Well, I'm sure that's what Facebook is for. We can we can fire that up. But so you've witnessed this South Milwaukee house, Edgewood and Harmony. You said is the intersection. Yep, and he has a Facebook page. It's called Lights on Edgewood, and I've seen it for the past several years. So Halloween and Christmas time is when he does this. I haven't looked to see yet if he's put any lights up, but he doesn't do green and gold. He just does like a lot of it is Disney themes, and the music that he sets it to is just. Wow, it is just spectacular. And he normally has it, I want to say, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. Oh, I can't. And then as it get closer to Christmas, he would do it longer. But again, this year he took the day, and he took the year off because of surgery. But I'm sure he'll be back. And back at it. He's unstoppable. That's wonderful that he's lighting up the whole neighborhood. Mabel, what a wonderful tip. Thank you, and Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you, Sandy. Lights on Edgewood. You've also got Enchant in Franklin in that sort of neck of the woods. That is basically the rock that has uh, evolved into a holiday light spectacular. Uh, Winter Wonders at Burner Botanical Garden. I mentioned earlier the Waukesha County Parks. Uh, they are, sorry, that's my, that's, I made a note when they were free. But you've also got the county courthouse tree lighting on Thursday. Waukesha's Night of Lights gets underway on December 1st. And Greendale's got their Dickens of a Village to get in the holiday spirit. And Saturday is when the big tree lighting at Corners of Brookfield gets going. So I'm sure you can find sparkly lights in your neighborhood and in your favorite town. And I think that was a good tip from Mabel. Uh, if you're wondering, maybe just search some of those town halls on Facebook that are, you can find them in your neighborhood. And when, when, huh, when I get back to you, I feel like I've had some eggnog. When we get back, the song you need to hear, it's something you're going to hear on stage at Pfizer Forum, December 27th. That's your hint. Next on WTMJ. Jen. And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blokes are going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. Get ready to turn up the volume on Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Big thank you to Al Petrelli, one of the original members of TSO, guitarist and also the music director now. Uh, they are gearing up to get back to Milwaukee, Pfizer Forum on December 27th. And the song you're going to hear is one of their all-time biggest songs. But I was telling you earlier that Paul O'Neill, who created Trans-Siberian Orchestra, was in a band called Sabotage, metal band in the 80s and 90s. But this song was on Sabotage's Dead Winter Dead album in 1995, and nobody played this Christmas song. Nobody even listened to it because one of the co-writers says, you know how we know? Because the next year we sent out the exact same song, put a Christmas tree on the cover and an angel and called it Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And it went number one all around the country. So this is that song. It is called Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, 1224. Trans-Siberian Orchestra. A song you should hear on What's on Tap on WTMJ.
is the song you need to hear tonight. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, 1224. The timeless version, which is why you hear some more little music box stuff. But I got to tell you, producer Tommy was rocking out in the studio over here. <laughs> it's a classic. I, I can't not think of the scene from The Office when Dwight barges in and he's, this is real Christmas, and like brings it in and... Yeah, that's always that's always a great scene from that one. If for any of the office nerds out there, so heard that one, love that one. It is amazing because that's a song that goes back to the '90s and really has become a lot of people's on their regular mixtapes and the CD that they play for the holidays. And oh yeah, yeah, it gives a little edge to Christmas heck every year. Yeah. yeah, have you ever seen TSO in concert? I have not, but I can imagine it is. An intense experience. This could be your year. I've seen them up close, and I've also seen them like in the 300 level, and there is not a bad seat because if you're up in the 300s, truly, you'll have a violinist on a crane right up in your section sure, performing sure. along while columns of flame H- Have are they going. been to the forum before? They have. Yeah. I've seen them a few times at Fiserv. Yeah. I wonder how the, few, I should, are the acoustics crazy there. It's, it's just great. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've heard concerts are great there, and I just imagine with something that's so powerful like this that it would definitely accentuate it and it's a fun way you know when you think about going out with your family it always seems so proper it's like hey we're going out to see tso and (laughs) rock our holiday right right. it's not your grandma's christmas (laughs) exactly december 27th pfizer forum if tso uh, is rocking your world and something you want to see we also asked you on what's on tap tonight where are the sparkly lights are they're all around we went through a list of uh, some fun ones all around uh, Wisconsin also got some suggestions for uh, from 262 Muskego lights on Glen Cove so if you look that up on Facebook that was a tip from Mabel and Oak Creek uh, to search for some of those lights on Facebook she had a great suggestion in South Milwaukee on the corner of Edgewood and Harmony it's called lights on Edgewood and one man. Does it all himself with laser lights and puts on about a 20-minute show most nights. So look for that. Nothing stops him. He uh, had surgery, and he's still doing it. Uh, One to add to the list is uh, December 1st and 2nd is Wapan's Winter Wonderland. You could celebrate the Christmas season uh, with a holiday parade on Friday. And all sorts of lights all around the cities. Uh, They're certainly festive. If you tr- look up TravelWisconsin.com, you'll get a less Milwaukee-centric list because there are twinkly lights in La Crosse and Green Bay, Manitowoc, Madison, Sheboygan, Janesville, and Pewaukee. And heck, when in doubt, <laughs> just decorate your own home, right? <laughs> there are lots of sparkly lights. And uh, I was actually at Seidler Park last Friday on the Tacos and Tequila tour uh, that we took with Milwaukee Food and City Tours. And that was the first stop we took for all of the photos, because you truly can sit in this oversized Santa sleigh with eight sparkly reindeer. A lot of photo opportunity. So get out and make the most. Make some new memories this year. I am Sandy Max. Thank you very much for Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Al Petrelli for joining me. Also, also Beth Wirick of Milwaukee Downtown Bid 21. I am excited to rejoin you back here on Wednesday night. I am cooking up some possibilities. I might be interviewing a Scottish man who has written... An entire rhyming one-man play that's a parody of the Die Hard movie. And again, now we can debate, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? Uh, But that is called uh, 
Yippee Kaye, and it'll be performing at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. So I'm hoping to get a chance to talk with that uh, creative individual on what's on tap. So have a great night. Thank you very much for listening. I'll meet you back here on Wednesday night. And WTMJ News is next.